0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David O'Gaga. For more information, please call 234 803 Or for free audio downloads, kindly visit www.davidogaga.org. For you, you are not farmers. You are what? Business people. Hallelujah. What is that supposed to mean to you? It simply means God himself is going to cause your business to blossom. So you don't serve God in vain. Hallelujah. You know, when Israel was serving Pharaoh, there was nothing they could get other than continuous punishment, if I may use the word. There was no reward for their service. There was nothing they were giving back to them. Praise the living God. But now God is saying, if you come to serve me, this is what I'm going to do. I'll cross the grass in the field, and then for the cattle that damn years eat and be what? And be full. God is not intended for you to be in emptiness in any way, He wants you to be full. Hallelujah. Verse 16 says, Take it now to yourselves that you have been not deceived. Hallelujah. And you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them now i want you to get these two now one is to serve, another is to worship praise the living god to serve like i said in the first beginning is to walk to do service to somebody is to do some certain walks for that individual that you are serving but god intends you to come out not only to serve him but to worship him hallelujah amen praise the lord to worship actually means to prostrate before someone. You know the Yoruba people, how they greet somebody, don't you? Good. That is how to worship. That's what worship means. you got to bend down. In other words, when you worship someone or you're worshiping God, God is trying to say or telling you or making us understand. We have to stoop down to let him know that he's actually God. He worships over us. He rules over us. We don't try to compete with him in any way. Now God said, you come out to serve me and to do what? Worship me. So the major reason God called you out of the world is to worship God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is to pay homage unto a higher being or to God. Praise the living God. I want you to pick that. Now let's get down to Exodus chapter 6 and verse number 6. Exodus 6 verse number 6. This is what the Bible says. Therefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord. And I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I wish somebody can hear an amen to that. It's a promise. It's a covenant. He is saying, I will bring you out. So even if you are under one bondage, God is saying, you'll be brought out of it. Because sin. If you are in a tight situation, you will not be able to serve God. God will have to first lift up your body so that you can have a good spirit to do what? To serve Him. Okay. And He went for that to say, Bring you out from under the bodies of the Egyptians, and I will read you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretch of arms and with a great judgment. Verse 7 says, And I will take you to me for a people. And I will be to you a God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God. we bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Verse number 8 says. And I will bring you in unto the land. Concerning which I did swear to give unto Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. And I will give it you for an heritage. I am the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse nine. and Moses spake so unto the children of Israel. But you listen to this. But they hearken ha- ha- not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. What is that supposed to mean? That's the point. They can't listen. They can't hear what God is saying. Because there have been too much bondage to the Egyptians. One of the reasons why we are unable to hear what God is saying is because of the level of life that we are living. We are in bondage with so many spirits and makes it difficult for us to hear what God is saying. It's a difficult thing for you to lead the people who are already in bondage in their spirit. And it was a hard task now for Moses because these people can't listen to him. They can't believe him. In fact, they are used to the spirit of bondage in Egypt that for you to tell them to come out it's going to do a different task. That is why God had to do all the miracles that he did. To prove to them that there's a higher God than the one they've been observing in Egypt. Hallelujah. Bible said they couldn't hear. It's difficult to lead the people that have been mistreated. And that's another thing. Now it is not their choice that they were so mistreated. People made it so as it were. And that's the same thing. Some of you, you have issues in your life maybe your husband did something to you your wife did something to you your husband rocked you and dropped you something now you have come to the place where you have been so mistreated that it's now difficult for you to do what to hear god it's difficult for people who have been mistreated to hear god except grace comes into play hallelujah i say hallelujah that is why the last series we've been running is very vital For you to forgive from the depth of your heart, no matter what, who has ever offended you. Because it's such a difficult thing, if God will not help you because of the maltreatment you have received, the kind of spirit you carry, you can't hear God when he's talking. No matter who he's going to send to you, it becomes very difficult. People who are maltreated, it's difficult to lead them even. Hallelujah. So, we find here that slavery has taken away their mind of reasoning. There have been so much bondage to, to these people, that because they have been slaves, the whole sense of reasoning is gone. And no, this kind of thing can happen to people in the religious setting. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. So their bondage will become so extremely oppressive, that they have lost all hope of ever being redeemed from it. This is the position of so many people as well. You're saying, Pastor, what do you think you're talking about? If only you know my situation, you will not say what you are saying now. If only you know my condition, you will not say what you are saying now. I mean, even if God is telling you now that that chapter is over in your life, you will still be contented to say you don't know what you are saying now. Hallelujah. They were so much used to the spirit of bondage and slavery that nothing is entering their mind. Their reasoning is gone. They can't think anymore. They think as slaves, but that can never be your portion. Hallelujah. They've lost all hope. To them this is our life nothing is going to happen so even when god came to deliver them they won't want to believe it because they are used to the system and they've come to the point of thinking that there is no deliverance again anywhere that's going to come to us maybe your condition is like that but god is saying today you are going to be set free because you come to a certain conclusion in your life say this thing can no longer be solved this thing is finished well let me manage it you are not going to manage anything that is not of god Hallelujah, any spirit that have been oppressing you, will release his hand today, hallelujah. If you have lost hope before, you're gonna have your hope restored today, hallelujah. I want you to get it because it's very important. Men lost hope sometimes, have you seen some people, they go through some sicknesses and Nothing you're going to tell them. Say it's long distant. will be me. Even the doctor said nothing can be done. Have you heard something like that? Even the doctor said nothing can be done. Man, it has nothing to do with the, what the doctor says. It has to do with what God is saying about your case. I gave you a simple illustration here sometime about somebody suffering from elephantiasis. Don't you say, remember this story? Here was a man suffering of elephantiasis. The leg was just growing. You know what elephantiasis means When the leg begin to, you know, fine. Now this man went to the hospital, and the doctor tried to treat, after a while, the doctor said they can't treat him, that nothing can be done. And this man decided to be going back home, and then branch a store, and bought a CD. CD which was actually for comedy. And then he started laughing. We're just laughing at home, watching the comedy and laughing. Three days on the line, begin to find that the legs were drying. Before you know it, the legs dried up. No medicine, nothing. The real medicine that he used was laughter. Praise God. Good heart, merry heart, merry spirit. That's what God wants. Praise the Lord. People who don't smile, people who are not happy, they are under slavery. They are under the bondage of Pharaoh. Hallelujah. And that's why you see scripture I keep on saying, Rejoice. And I say what? Rejoice. And will made us understand, that with joy can you draw water from the well of salvation. It is with joy that you draw water. Not with a big face, not with a firm face. No, 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 no. Praise the Lord. Let me show you something. Why the devil doesn't want you to worship God the way you are supposed to worship Him? Let me put this along the line. Exodus chapter 10. When you honor God, when you say worship, worship has to do with honor. And when you're honoring, you also honor with your substance. That's what people don't like. Amen. Exodus 10.24. This is what it says. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be stayed. Let your little ones go with you. And Moses said, That must give us also sacrifices and bond offerings that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. Our cattle also shall go with us. They shall not and hoof be left behind. For therefore must we take to serve the Lord our God. And we know not what we must serve the Lord with until we get there. Are you listening to this? You know why it's difficult for you to serve God with your substance? The enemy doesn't want you to do so. Israel wants to leave. And look at the look at the option is given to them you can go right but leave your animals behind you know that will leave your business with me let me be the one to control your business go with empty hand because god will require this thing to build the temple how many of you understand that All these animals sacrifices will have to come in that is where the people will be fed now if they don't go with all of this thing to pharaoh they will die in the wilderness now If any enemy is fooling back your resources, we make a decree today. He will release it in the name of Jesus Christ. They want you to be frustrated. That's the picture. Don't go with your cattle. Because you know if they go to the wilderness and no cattle, they're going to die there. Leave it behind. Go with your children. Are you following what I'm talking about? Now the children need milk to feed with. Don't go with anything. Leave your cattle, leave your flock with us. But go i am saying if there is any devil that is holding back your money he will release it today yeah. hallelujah they don't have any option as far as this mother is concerned and i love what moses said moses said you can't tell me that because we don't even know what god will want us to give to him so we are going with everything man you are going to have what belongs to you yeah. hallelujah you will get what belongs to you no devil can stop you. Practically impossible. We have left Egypt, we are with the Lord, and we are entering the realm of inheritance. What belongs to us, no man can stop us from having it. Hallelujah. I want you to catch up because it's very important. Can you imagine Pharaoh telling the people, yeah, just leave your flock? It's like saying, leave your checkbook. <laughs> you can't draw from the bank. Are you get what I'm talking about? You are free to go with your children, but leave your checkbook. Come on. That is not going to happen to you. You are going to live the fullness of the life that God has for you. And your resources and your children will be where they are supposed to be. And that is with you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now I want to show you something from that same passage we just read. In Exodus chapter 6. Let me show you something that is very crucial. To what God is doing and what he has done. If you look at the book of Luke chapter 22. Luke 22 verse 15. I want you to look at that with me. Luke twenty-two fifteen, 15. And the Bible says. And he said unto them. Jesus speaking. We desire have desire to eat this Passover with you. Before I suffer. For I say unto you. I will not anymore eat thereof. Until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup." and gave thanks and said take this and divide it among yourselves for I say unto you I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come and he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them saying this is my body which is given for you This do remembrance of me verse 20 says likewise so the cup it is a, just a cup the car and that's very important after supper saying this cup is the new testament in my blood which is shared for you hallelujah now go back to that exodus 6 and i want to show you something there exodus 6 go back to verse 6 again the point is this in israel when they observe the laws whatever they call passover ceremony there is one special cup that is always there filled with wine but they don't touch it they say that cup is meant for the messiah when the messiah comes then they'll be able to drink that cup i'm going to show you the mystery about that so when he talked about he took the cup he was fulfilling that expectation of the messiah drinking the cup now in other exodus i want to show you if you can take that to market you can mark that but look at what he says Wherefore I say unto you, the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the bodies of the Egyptians. And I will read you out of their bondage. I will redeem you with their stretched arms and with great judgment. And I will take you to me for a people. And I will be to you a God. And you shall you shall know that I am the Lord your God. We bringeth bring you out from under the bondage of the Egyptians. Now, if you take time to study that this is the number of cops they used to have. The first cup, anytime they are doing the Lord's prayer, I mean the Lord's supper, they take the first cup, and they will bless the cup. That cup is called, they, bless, they will bless God for the fruit of the vine. That's the first cup. They take another cup. It will be, they will bless the Lord, who is the giver of bread. Second cup. They will take a third cup. They will bless the Lord for deliverance from Egypt. And then they take a fourth cup, bless the blessed Lord for redemption. And then the fifth cup is the Lord who make us his people, which is called the cup of praise. And that's the last cup that was supposed to be going on. Now I want to show you something. He said drink this and become part of me. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Ephesians 1 verse 5. And this is what it says. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children. By Jesus Christ to himself. According to the good pleasure of his will. Look at verse 6. To what? To the praise of the glory of his grace. Wherein he had made us acceptable. What? In the beloved. Go to verse 12 that we should be what the praise of his glory who first trusted you in christ so you are actually the fulfillment of the last cup which jesus took which was supposed to be the cup of what of praise so just like he took the bread and broke the bread the bread we know how to do it eat my flesh drink my blood remember that how to do with the world has to do with his own flesh and in the true sense of it today you are the flesh of his flesh and the bones of his bone because you are supposed to be the wife to jesus christ are you following what i'm talking about now when you partake of the bread you are partaking of his flesh and of his bone so what it really means is we are supposed to be feeding from each other come on are you listening to what i'm talking about it have nothing to do with some little bread you eat or some literal and wine that you drink. We are supposed to be feeding on each other. Praise the living God. If you watch the ark of glory. You see the two cherubim that was over there. And what did the Bible say? It said the, the angels or the cherubim were saying holy to each other. Holy, holy, holy. And as they were saying that, what happened? The glory of the Lord overshadowed the place. That's how they feed each other. You are supposed to be feeding from one another. Life is supposed to be flowing from you to one another. That's why the Bible says when we share fellowship together, He cleans us from all what unrighteousness. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, remember that? That's the point. That's how we feed from each other. That he makes you a praise upon the face of the earth. That tells us something. God cannot call you to be his praise and you are less than his praise. That is practically impossible. If he say you are his praise and glory, that's exactly what God wants. And that's exactly how you are going to live it out. Praise the living God. Are you following me? I want you to get it. Praise the Lord. Let me show you something now. And then we're going to go into prayers like i said initially if you take time to read the book of exodus again chapter 14 verse 12 down to in fact just verse 12 you find this situation where they were quarreling with moses again we said it before we said it before that you are coming here to kill us the same spirit was haunting them and yet god was calling them out to make them a praise upon the face of the earth god calls them my firstborn but they can't understand that. They can't see that. And that's the same thing with you today. You are a Christian, but you don't understand exactly who you are. You don't even know who you are as far as God is concerned. The same problem. That's because you have been serving other slavery before you come to the Lord. When you come to the we told you before, you want to take us to the wilderness and kill us. Are you seeing that? Praise the Lord. So, it's like saying they were having this kind of suffocating spirit. That is, they were so taken up with their troubles that they don't even want to hear anything that Moses is saying. Praise the living God. Amen? Okay. So, let me show you something and then we're going to go into prayers. Matthew chapter 11 verse 29. Matthew eleven twenty-nine. 29. It says, Matthew 11 29. take my yoke upon you learn of me for i'm meek and lonely in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my body is light amen christ's yoke simply means his obligation to receive you as a messiah we receive you as a messiah he comes as a messiah hallelujah to believe his doctrine and to do in All that he commanded us to do. Praise the living God. Now in Romans chapter 5 verse verse number 10. Is very crucial. And this is what he says. For if when we were enemies. We were reconciled to God. By the death of his son. Much more. Being reconciled. We shall be saved by what? By his life. Hallelujah. Now. Listen to this now. We are going to pray. And I want to remind you: Get your mind off from every bondage that you have been under. Whatever spirit has been oppressing you, realize that you are going to set yourself free today. Hallelujah! It doesn't matter the nature of the spirit. It doesn't matter the nature of the spirit. We've come to make a declaration. Pharaoh must let you go. Hallelujah! And we're going to do something very simple. Go to Mark chapter 1, verse 40. Mark chapter 1, verse 40. We are going to be saved by his life. Mark chapter 1, verse 40. Look at this. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou will, thou can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion. Put forth what? His hand. And what did he do? He touched him. And said unto him, I will be the clean. Now, that word touch is very important. It simply means to attach oneself to something. Hallelujah. That is to touch. To attach oneself. To something. So when, when Jesus touched the leper. Hmm, get this right. He attached himself to the leper and the leprosy disappeared. Are you gonna know what I'm talking about? That's what the word touch means. When you touch, you distribute yourself to the object that you're touching. So when Jesus touched the leper, he released his virtue and the leprosy disappeared he didn't shout he didn't pray he didn't cry what did he do he touched are you following what i'm talking about now if you are ready you're going to be touched tonight that's the good news about it i'm going to pray with you i'm going to touch you and that is just all you need to receive the leprosy went away because Jesus touched the leper. And they were touched in the Greek.